I think that fives even like drama. I love drama. <laughs> like, it's kind of bad. <laughs> From Nat's Numbers, I'm Nat. And this is the Numerology Chick Podcast. Let's decode the superpowers in your chart and in the people around you to create magic, synchronicity, and empowerment in your life. What's up, everybody? Thanks so much for coming back. This is episode nine. Today, I got to interview my 14-year-old super sassy daughter. Cammie just graduated from eighth grade. We're only like, what, a week and a half into summer break, and this girl is bored out of her freaking mind because she is a five-life path. Boredom correlates to basically just death. So I decided to interview her for the podcast, and we actually covered some really, really deep and awesome ground. Cammie shares what five life path children need from their parents to thrive. And this is applicable for what fives, even as adults, need from family members and loved ones. She shares a story of how she transformed her identity in junior high school by utilizing that five superpower of possibility. Oh, this was such an awesome story. She talks about why fours and eights in numerology drive her absolutely up the wall, why they drive her nuts. And I'm an eight. So (laughs) I already knew. I already knew I drove her nuts. She shares a poem that illustrates what it's like to be a five inside with this deep fundamental need for freedom. And I also have this mama moment where I tear up. God, I wish you could have seen Cammie's face. She's like, please, mom, no, don't go there. (laughs) I really had to give thanks to Cammie for the gift that she's given me by being a five of how valuable that is. And I'm saying it to her in this interview, but I'm saying it to all of the fives out there, people that have a five life path, a five name number, five hearts desire, or five personality, you impact and improve our lives by being you. So make sure to share this with friends and family so everyone can better understand these crazy creatures, the number fives. I hope you guys enjoy. What was your reaction the first time you found out that you are a five life path in numerology? Well, I was like, oh, this reminds me of me. I kind of got it. So I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I didn't, I saw how my friends didn't have the same, those same traits, like, being spontaneous or wanting constant adventures and traveling. And <laughs> That's so, the five, yeah. Yeah, I saw it happen, yeah. So you felt like it was you. Yeah. Was there anything you felt like was a surprise that you didn't feel like was you? Um, the adventurousness. Yeah. Like, I love adventures, but I, don't, I didn't really think of myself as um, being adventurous, because I have so many fears. I'm afraid of heights. I'm afraid of sharks. I'm afraid of um, a lot of things, a lot of little things and big things. And so I just didn't think of myself as being that type of person, even though I wanted to be. So like even my friends would like always call me like a worry wart because I always worried about so many things and I was so open about it. So everybody knew. So yeah. Do you remember that time where we were living on five acres in Mount Shasta and you were 
gosh, how old were you when you wandered off into the forest? You were three years old and you just wandered off. I turned my back while I was washing the car and you explored the forest and I lost you. Well, I was following my black lab, Lucy, and I trusted her so much. And I remember thinking in my head, I don't know why I remember this because I was three, but I was like, why not? So I just like (laughs) followed her. And then after like five minutes, I was like, hmm, I don't know where I am, but I kept following her. And then, well, you know what happened, but it, yeah, so it yeah. was fun. Yeah, I ended up finding you, luckily. Yeah. Lucy brought you back. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important for other fives to know that you're born to be the freedom seeker and the adventurer, but it doesn't mean that you don't have fear. Mm-hmm. And so fives actually can be sometimes the most cautious people. And so it's, it was an interesting dichotomy because you were an adventurous imaginative child who always was up for the thrill. You were always up for going on an adventure. And yet you were also very methodical and strategic about like going down a slide yeah, or about um, taking a risk. Mm-hmm. It's so interesting. Yeah. Can you share a magical story about having the superpower of possibility, of change, of adventure. Yeah. Okay. So um, this was probably started in early seventh grade. So in fifth grade, when we moved across states, I, um, I was really shy and it was like a whole new world. So fifth grade and sixth grade were definitely rough years for me. I was someone I didn't want to be. I was the shy girl in the back of the class who always wore a purple jacket. And I just, it was like probably the biggest misunderstanding people thought of me. I was just like, like I was like always vulnerable and I hated it. And so that's kind of who I was for two years. And I didn't like that. And um, my band teacher used, he was like, he's so funny and comedic. And he always used to like say inspirational things in like the midst of his hilariousness <laughs> and he said once I don't remember why he was talking about it but he said fake it till you make it and he said that I think he was talking about how he was really insecure about his because he plays the um the trumpet how he was really insecure about how what he played and how he played it and he faked it till he made it and became like so amazing at what he does and so I remember like hearing what he said and I just like went home and thought about it and I kind of brought it, like, I just kept thinking about it. And then I, I don't really know, I guess I just started getting really fed up with how people would always comment on me just being the nice girl, me just being the quiet girl, just like that, those title, uh, that title I had, and I hated it. And so I just, one day, it was like a click went off in my head, or a switch went off in my head. <laughs> and I, um, I just started being confident. And it, it wasn't easy. It was, I thought I would be... Like one day I'd wake up and I was just I was just confident. It's not like that. Like it takes so much mental work. And um, I think how I did it was I just I faked it. I like I started just walking into rooms differently. Like um, standing up straight, putting like my head up high, looking at people in the eyes instead of kind of looking down to the ground and coming in there like coming into a room softly. Almost like playing a part. Yeah, it was like that. I feel like I I had a, a character. I wanted to resemble. Like from um, TV or something? Yeah, I can't remember who it was. Oh, um, 
Young and Hungry. It's this sitcom with Emily Emily Osment, and she's just this like funny, confident, quirky girl, and she just like everybody just started like just loving her because of that, and so I kind of resembled her. So, anyways, I went. I yeah, I started with walking into rooms differently, and then I um, I started getting things that made like I started practicing self care, like mm. getting new clothes that made me feel confident and that I felt good in and then I started going to the gym with you with my best mm-hmm. friend and just doing things I never done before that pushed me to feel confident so and it took me a while it took me probably like six months um but I got there and it was it was kind of like getting confident was an overnight thing but embracing it was an overnight thing almost like where I woke up one day and I was just like I got this and I just it's time to get creative yeah and um it wasn't even like something I had to think about anymore like walking into rooms like that or making conversations like that and maybe it was the people who were around me that time that helped me I don't know what it was but it just um yeah it was really amazing so what results did you see so you started showing up in this different way embodying this character how did your environment change? Um, people stopped calling me the sweet, quiet, nice girl. I mean, people saw, like, stop, like kept calling me nice, which is good. But, um, like, my friends started calling me, like, a, like opinionated and loud and obnoxious, which I kind of loved that. I don't know why. And even my teacher, I remember um, our last day of school, we had, like, this celebration and about, like, 10 kids out of my entire hall um, got picked as students of the month and, um, or trimester. And, um, my science teacher, um, I was one, I was one of his kids for the month. And, um, and he, the reason he picked me, he said, was that he said in the past couple months, he saw how I I had been changing and how I had been asking more questions in class and just becoming more present. And um, it, I, it stuck with me when he said that because it was like, well, someone's noticing and it's not just one of my friends, it's an, an adult. So um, It's so incredible that you made the choice to transform. Yeah, and it was the first time in my life where I like, I was like, oh my God, I, I did that. Like yeah. that wasn't like... Nobody like, told you to do it, mm-hmm. that you had to do it. Yeah, it was amazing. So, and I think it, I, because I didn't know I could do it and I just tried to do it anyway is why I succeeded so well. I don't know if that's, but yeah. Well, and it's a gift that you guys have as fives because so many of the rest of us, we really like to be in the box, follow the rules, have the, um, the certainty of what identity it is that we're showing up as. Yeah. And what I've always loved about you, even since you were little, is you're very open-minded and you're always willing to be a part of change, excitement. Yeah. An example of that is whenever we would decide to go on a trip, you wouldn't even need to know where we were going or how long we were going. You were like, okay, let's go. And you'd, you know, get in your car seat and you'd have your stuffed animal and you'd be starry eyed and so excited Mm -hmm. about the possibilities, like anything is possible. That's why I love you guys so much, is when I'm around fives, anything is possible. And the rest of us don't have that gift. Yeah. Why do you think it might be hard being a five? 
I tend to, I think this is why my friends always think of me as a worrywart still. I always think so much. That's why I kind of consider myself as cautious sometimes because, like, we recently went cliff diving and I, like, stood on this cliff for, like, five minutes thinking of everything that could go wrong. And I just, like, if someone saw me from the outside looking into me, like, what I was doing, I just was, like, staring like this, my eyes, like, <laughs> wide open. And I was just, like, because I just, like... You looked like you were in the fetal position yes, for about ten minutes. I was so <laughs> scared. Um... And, um, yeah, so I, I, I overthink everything, um, and my, it drives me crazy sometimes because I'll just be, like, like, even, like, it could just be something as simple as, like, what I want to eat for lunch. I'd be like, well, I could have pasta or I could have a salad, and then I could think of the pros and cons and, like, just something that could be so simple, but I just, I don't, I always overthink, and it's, it drives me so crazy because I just, like, it, Sometimes it oddly makes me feel trapped. Yeah, they don't. You you don't want to commit to one thing because mm-hmm. it thinks you might be missing out on this other thing. Yeah, and they're like, it's it's like it leads me to isolate from myself, from other people. I don't know. It's just like this. It's huge, this huge pattern. Um, oh, if I have an uneventful life for a while, like if I just if there's not like a lot of a lot of excitement going on, then I fall into like depression. <laughs> And it's really bad. Like, I, it's been happening lately. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I'm just like, well, I, if one, if I have one day where nothing happens, I'm like, well, there's, there's no point. There's, it's just going to happen forever. I'm going to be stuck here forever. And it's terrible, but I know it's not true, but I do. <laughs> and that's interesting because for, for me as your mom, I'm an eight life path and, I have a very different way of doing things. So eights like to plan. We like to be organized. And so for parents of fives, um, what would you want parents to know about how to love and care for a number five? Because as I'm hearing you talk about like the existential depression that you go through (laughs) when we're, when we're not doing something, when, um, when you don't have that spontaneity and freedom, it's like, it's a different language for me. Yeah. 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 (laughs) So what would be your advice? Well, I also had you and and Papa. And there are four and eight. Oh, like yeah. Like the most structured numbers yes, ever. Exactly. So for listeners, twos, fours, and eights are the structured physical numbers. Mm-hmm. And then your chart <laughs> has like none of that. Yeah. You're, ju- you're just f- like free and spontaneous and... Well, I think when you told me about numerology and I started getting into it, I was like, thank you. Like some, <laughs> like there's something out there that understands my pain because I just like <laughs> didn't understand it. But um, I think I was, you, I had an easier time with understanding, but um, my dad, he just, he, I, he was, he's a four. So he always like, he like almost like he created this like specific box I had to live in to be okay. Like to, to, um for him to accept me he would um point out kids on the street when we were walking downtown and because I would always like I was so unaware sometimes and I'd just be like head in the cl-, you'd always say I had my head in clouds and um he would like point out kids on the street who were older than me and be like you're never gonna get there if you if you don't like if you don't look across the street and I mean <laughs> To a certain extent, it's good that he taught me to look across the street before I cross or um, whatever. But it's he like he just made it 
seem like who I was was wrong and I had to fit into this certain way of living to be to for him to accept me Mm. so it was terrible um so if for him for like structured numbers I I would I needed trust so I could be free I needed freedom not only physically in the world like so I walked downtown my friends but like freedom to think my own thoughts and to do to mentally have my own independence and he never gave me that you weren't as bad um sometimes you drive me crazy because you're like so what's your plan for the day i'm like i don't know mom i don't make plans i'm not like well nothing's gonna happen if you don't make the plan i i i hate when you i mean i I under i understand why you do it because it makes it easier for you but it's i don't understand it i'm like i don't so i don't want to i don't want to do that yeah so you need so fives that are children they need spontaneity they need. Well, I think fives in general. It doesn't matter what how yeah, old you are. Yeah, really. true, true. So fives need spontaneity. They need freedom. They need space. But you touched on something that I think is really important, which is trust. Mm. Um. So I think that kids. Tell me if this sounds right. I think that kids who are developing the superpower of adventure, adventure and possibility, they need to learn that they can trust themselves. Yeah. Because that's the only way that you're going to be able to go to the territories you want to go. I yeah. mean, you guys oh, yeah. want to travel. You want to meet all these kinds of people. You want to expand your thoughts. And so if you don't learn how to trust yourself, it, it can be a hard road. It can trap road. you. Yeah. And you always trusted me. Like, you always trusted me. I don't know what it was, but you just, like... Or well, at least you seemed like you did. I, I think that... Um, I think that Papa was great at at grounding that down. Yeah. Because yeah. I was maybe a little bit too lax. Yeah. You know? I, yeah. And you... So you're... So this is what's so interesting. So you have a lot of fours in your life. Mm-hmm. My best friend. Mm-hmm. My first boyfriend was. And so fours are, this is why numerology can be so cathartic and healing. Fours always have this like upbringing that is centered around, around survival. Mm -hmm. So if you can think of the fours that you know really deeply, these are people that they, they were literally in positions where they might not survive or where their emotional well-being was, um, compromised. And that's their lesson and that's their path because the four is the superpower of, of strength, right? And solidarity. So when you can know that about the fours in your life, you can understand where they're coming from, which is that they're... Yeah. Right? But it's still... But you still have to make sure that as a five, you don't dishonor or... or you don't dishonor your like essential fundamental needs. You yeah. guys need freedom and trust to go on your adventures. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because Papa never trusted me, I didn't trust myself because he never gave like he he would blatantly tell me I do not trust you, <laughs> and I just I hated that because um, I worked so hard on trying to get that trust from him. I don't think I ever really did. Um, so. That really sucks. So I never, I don't think I ever earned, the, I still don't trust myself to go on roller coasters or whatever because I never, I grew up in an environment that no one really ever told me I'm, I was allowed to. You ended up cliff diving. I did. 
Yeah. So can you tell the audience about how did you go from fetal position to jumping off of a cliff? Well, it's actually Nick, your, your boyfriend, um, because I don't know what it was that, that he was so like supportive, I guess. Cause I was, so you had to kind of rock climb to get up to this clock, like this, this cliff, this big rock. And, um, it was like menacing how it looked because it was like, I was in my bathing suit. I was already insecure in my bathing suit. I was just like, uh, and, um, it was actually my idea to go to this cliff. And then when everyone, then That's I got That's a really there, funny part of the story, yeah. by the way. Like we weren't going to do cliff diving. And, and there's like, ooh, was like, cliff. Like, oh, check that out. Let's um, go over yeah. there. And we got over there and everyone else was doing it. Ex- and except the person, me, who wanted to go over there in the first place. And so, um, I wasn't going to do it and I was going back down and Nick was like, nope, no, we're not going to, none of us are going to do it unless you come up here. So I was like, oh my God, okay. And, um, he, um, kind of like helped me get up and stuff. And once I was up there, I was like, well, I couldn't really go down. I mean, I guess I, I could have, but it would have been even more scary, like climbing back down than just jumping. And, um, and while like Nick was talking to me about like trying to like reassure me I was just like thinking in my head like all those thoughts like oh I could hit the rock right below this ledge and crack my head open or I could (laughs) like all these things and um and I think that Nick like snapped me out of it and he was like we're gonna do it on on three and I was like okay one two and three and we jumped and it was like once I had jumped I was like, this is so fun. Like, while I was falling, I was like, yes. And I did it. I did it three, two more times. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. And it, just, it was just about getting past the... the um... And after I did it the first time, I was still really scared going back up and stuff. But I, it was... It's ironic because I'm so terrified of it. But when I do it, I'm like, this is the best I ever. So. I really need everybody to hear that. Because that is that is when fives like move into that blissful experience of life yeah. that you face what it is that you're afraid of because there's such an emphasis on that. There's an emphasis on going on the adventure for fives mm-hmm. more than anybody else. Yeah. There's a reason. There's like a divine reason because that you feel you that. Do way. It, it's like and because you're meant to. Yeah. It's because like you're designed to do it. Mm-hmm. it. There's not as much of a charge for other people about yeah. <laughs> doing those things. Yeah. What would you say is one of your biggest strengths being a five? Um, wanting to go on adventures, like you said, traveling. Um, curiosity. Like, I I don't know. I'm very open, like you said, and I'm, I'm very curious. So when I'm, when people get to know me, they never really have to go out of their way to show me who they are because I always ask questions and I always like... Yeah, you're very inquisitive. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I just, I like... People are so interesting to me because there's so many of them and we only get to know a very small percentage of them. So it's just really interesting to me. Like, even when, like, we drive and I, like, see other people in cars, I'm like, I wonder what their, what their life is. Because we have, I might not, I'm probably never going to find out, but it's just interesting to me. Um, socializing and, like, conversations with new people or with people in general. I just, I mean, I was really shy when I was young, but once I get talking, I never really have a, a hard time 
keeping the conversation interesting and dynamic because I don't, I don't know what it is, but I just like it. You're so much fun too. You're so much fun and you're so hilarious. <laughs> you are, you are. I just, I think that fives are, uh, always willing to have a good time, which sounds so cliche. No, but like we like, we like pleasure. Yeah. It, yeah. In life. It, so. It's a huge part of, of, of who you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to add something to your strengths that I might tear up about this. So just be warned. Okay. Mom moment. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> okay. Mom. Um, I mean, number one, we've, we've, been through like a lot of hard stuff. And I think we're still going through hard stuff. I think that that's life. But one of the things that's always impressed me about you is you're always willing to come back up. Mm-hmm. I think that fives, because you're open to possibility, yeah, it drives you crazy because your mind is going a million miles a minute. But it means that there's always that like silver lining. There's always that possibility that things might get better. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's weird for parents to get divorced, like just in general, that's so super weird and sad and depressing. And it's even more weird when a new person comes in. Right. But I have a vivid memory when Papa and I were dating, starting to date new people. And you actually got angry at my dad because my dad wasn't accepting Nick. And you sent him this um, beautiful, eloquent letter. And we have to talk about your writing in a second. But you sent him this beautiful, eloquent letter that could bring tears to my eyes. I wish we brought it. But basically, you said, um, this is really weird for me too, Grandpa. But it's time for us to let new people into our lives. And if there's more people, it means there's more people to love. And there's more people to love us. And uh, I don't... Like, I don't think I ever said thank you for, for you letting me love again, because it would be really easy. Oh, see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll cut this part out. <laughs> it's authentic though. Uh, it's just, I feel so lucky because I might have as a kid been like, Hey, F you to a new person. But because of that open-hearted fiveness that you have, where you're, you're open to seeing the possibilities of how things could get better, you gave me that gift. <laughs> I like it. I enjoy it. Because I think that I have a hard time like, personally changing my life. So when someone else does it for me, it's like, oh, okay. I'm totally good with that. I'm game. Yeah. <laughs> let's try this. Let's, let's uh, do this. Yeah. I don't know why I... I never really, honestly, like, you didn't date for about a year and after you guys split up, which, which to me felt like a long time. And, um, I also, it felt really lonely with just the two of us, for one. It got so routinely. We watched, like, Parks and Recreation. Yeah, we had the same like, thing we did all the times. Time. Like, yeah. all the seasons. We watched them two mm-hmm. times. Through. I think when you got a boyfriend, it was like finally something new, and and he was kind. Like you, you picked a good one. Like he was yeah, really I did. nice. I did. Um, I don't know. It just finally something new. Yeah. I, they see that's such a five thing to say. 
It's like, it's like, oh, good. I think that fives even like drama. I love drama. <laughs> like, it's kind of bad. Like, um, I love it so much because it's just like, and it's like not healthy. <laughs> but when like grandma got Alzheimer's, this is so bad. No, I know, but I think I know what you're going to say. I kind of got excited <laughs> because it was like, this is like, I have to like be like, I have to step up my game and I have to become responsible. And I was just like, ooh. <laughs> or like, if we have like, um, we had a false alarm a couple months ago at school that there was um, an intruder, like the intruder bell. And I was like, oh my God, you guys. And my friend, my friend, I'm not going to say her name, but my friend, she was screaming and she, <laughs> she was freaking like, out. Like for real. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I was just like smiling. <laughs> You're no you remember that Modern Family episode where the mom would smile when people, like, were sad or somebody well, no, died? But like, or like, um, and also like, my friend and I—I I think this was last. This was a year ago. Um, we were walking in my neighborhood, and this, this um, like, twenty-something guy pulls up and tried to like get us in our car. And I was calm. I was so calm throughout it all. And after he like he like was circling around us like for like ten minutes after that. And my, my friend was freaking out because she's a nine. God, and, so um, dramatic. And <laughs> I was like, I think that that's one of my strengths too. In the moment, like if something, like I, I can deal with adrenaline really easily in the, like in the moment and, and being scared and kind of like traumatic experiences. I don't know why, but I'm not, I'm not the type of person. I didn't know, and I didn't really know about my, about myself, but yeah it's almost like fives come alive in the chaos yeah it's like Mm -hmm. you you something wakes up in you yeah it's It's like that um, was that divergent was it divergent where there's that scene and he says tris most people um fear like like, he was like fear wakes you up yeah and that's that's fives Mm -hmm. it's fear wakes you up you're on your game um in sacred geometry that the the spiral is the is the number five. So it's like a tornado. Yeah. It's like you're almost designed to somehow be able to adapt yeah. and up level in those situations. So like when I have uneventful days where there's no drama, no chaos, chaos builds in my mind and I have no chaos to deal with out, outside of me. So I don't know what to do with myself. I'm like, okay. Like, so there's no fun. There's no excitement. There's no drama. There's no anything. So one of the shifts that is really good for fives is to realize that drama is where you're in a loop um, where you never get to actually experience that true sustainable pleasure if you just stay in the drama cycle. Mm -hmm. So you want to actually, instead of react to things, you want to ask yourself, like, how can I help things evolve and get better? That's where fives are change makers. And that is the perfect segue into you as a writer. (laughs) <laughs> because you're such a, you're so incredible at taking all of these thoughts that you have and transforming a mood that you're in, um, a state of being by putting words onto paper. I would love if you would read one of your pieces. Would you be open to that? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm asking you that and we have it printed out right yeah, here. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, I, you know, I'm, I've never, I have like, um, probably like, 35 documents on my phone of just like five pages each of just like 
I can write three pages of emotions and things that are happening and just like really descriptive like moments in my life in like 30 minutes because I just like it's not even and I mean it doesn't sound eloquent usually and like put together and be like if someone if someone else reads it it probably sounds insane and psychotic but (laughs) for me it's just I don't know it's nice okay so um so this this is a part of my a poem I wrote about two months ago and I wrote it, it got, it was inspired because around this time I was feeling in school like I was, well I always feel like this, but I was feeling um, really out of place and like no one really understood me. And then I saw this, this plant growing out of a a wall and it was like so weird because it was in like this part of where we live that was like so industrialized and so it was one this one like beautiful plant grown out of this wall on the freeway and I saw it so that's kind of like where it kind of inspired me so yeah okay um like a small fundamental plant growing through the cracks in an artificial road we both cannot stop seemingly being odd or catching one's eye for we are for we are unusual like this plant I too cannot bear to grow outside of what society has so carefully built for us of what we think we should stay inside of This isn't tangible, nor do we openly talk about it, but it's there, showing up in our lives more often than we think, pushing us to act a certain way, wear certain clothes, and change a very foundation to fit in. Like a butterfly breaking through its cocoon, we both struggle to stay within this barrier that we so effortlessly created. The butterfly breaks loose as I still wonder, or ponder, how? How do I stop following every trend, every way of living on this planet, in the society, without losing everything familiar? No one who ever actually made it into the history books followed the trend of society. They thought outside the box and created an uncomfortable presence that pushed people to make a change in the way they thought. So how are you going to be different and messy in this all-too-plain, organized system we call life? That couldn't be more perfect. I mean, you're literally talking about the instinct of the five to bust out of the confines, the rules of society. Mm Mm-hmm. So what would that look like for you right now? Like, what change do you need to make in your life right now so that you can bust out of limitation? Uh, I need to take, I don't know, I need to get out of my comfort zone and um, take a class or, or I don't know. what it, I don't, I'm kind of stuck with that in my life right now because I, I know I need to make something. Like, I, need, I know I need to make a change because it's summer and I, I'm kind of away from my friends right now and so it's it feels lonely but um so I don't really I don't really know I just I do but changing something in my life although I love it is really hard for me because it for that to happen I need to face my fear of making everything familiar go away even though I don't like familiar familiarity I don't want to say yeah mm. yeah familiarity Yeah. yeah I don't know how to I don't I, I like it and I don't like it because I, I don't – it's really confusing. I don't really know how to explain it. No, this is like adults experience this. We're talking about people in their 70s experience this. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about grandpa too. It's like where we know that the possibility is if we start to make new decisions yeah. that our lives could drastically transform and change overnight. I mean, that's a gift that you have. 
and is for fives, it happens fast. When you decide to make a change, it's powerful. Yeah, and I think I always, a change always happens in my life when I am fed up. And so I have to go through like pain, like emotional pain to get there, which I hate. But I can never, like, I can never be content and happy in my life and make a huge change. Like, I have to be unhappy and to do it. It'd be nice if you could change that story. It would be, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. But I, I get the most inspired and motivated when I, when I see my life going somewhere I don't want it to go. So I have a couple last questions. What's it like to be in a relationship with you? So let's talk about boys. Let's talk about what it's like to be your boyfriend. Um, I guess I'll start with the good things. Um, I'm open, so, which isn't always good. Because sometimes they get the wrong impression and they're like, well, I can do anything around Cammy." <gasps> like sexually? Yeah, sometimes. Camaria. Well, no, not, no, like just like make jokes about it and I it's not funny to me. Their names and they want their, their addresses. <laughs> addresses. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they're boys. They, that's like, yeah. is that all I think about sometimes? Yeah, just, they're wonder. just like walking penises. <laughs> they really, they, I don't think it, anyway, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> I don't know what goes on up there, but it's not much. It's not up there. It's down there. Okay. It's it's like, oh. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah. There's that. Um, because you're so open, that can be misinterpreted. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I give them space. Like, I think that I, I'm, I'm never the clingy one. And I'm never, like, the one who gives too much space. I kind of just balance it because I need that too. And I've been lucky enough to find guys I like that like that want that too like that want both clingy and independent so um I don't know I do that I, I don't really know what else I um you're hilarious I'm, I, you have a seven hearts desire number which means that you're deep yeah and I can be both deep and I can be silly and um make no sense um the guy I'm dating right now, he actually openly told me the other day, you are so confusing. <laughs> <laughs> because, and it was out of nowhere, but I, and I didn't realize it because I was, um, I changed, like, while I'm, like, texting or just, or just talking and, and like, I just, I, I changed subjects so fast. Like, I can be talking about how, how my day is going so horribly and then just, like, be like, but, like, I'm really happy too. Like it's just like, like well, I can't really give you like a like a good example, but I just, I'm yeah, I'm really confusing right sometimes. You know, it's um so Maddie and Gina are uh, two of my really good friends, and Maddie is a five like you. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things she said about being with in a partnership with a five is like, don't take everything that they say seriously. No, because you guys talk a lot. Yeah, we say okay. You guys talk a lot and you say things that aren't true. That aren't true. Like you'll just, you process out loud and it can drive the people around you nuts because you change your mind a lot. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Like I'll, yeah. Yeah. I actually like, sometimes I'll like tell you I'm going into cami ranting mode because I like, I've gotten to, to know myself good enough that I know that when I, when I'm angry or I'm sad or I'm feeling like a really like, like obvious emotion I I'll say things that I know I aren't true after I say them but 
that well like just it comes out so i'll be like i hate her she's a terrible person i hope she like you know i hope just like <laughs> it gets which dark isn't true but i just yeah um but yeah i think that i also i think he said i'm confusing because i um because i don't because i talk out loud like i'm i think out loud so um i'm all over the place it's good for fives to know that you to be conscious and aware of the power of what you express and to process out loud, but maybe to do it strategically with chosen people so that the people that are in your life, like they know clearly what you want. We've talked about that. It's like, sometimes I don't know what you want and you don't express what you want. I don't know what I want sometimes. And that's why I think out loud. Yeah. Okay. Here's the last question. Tell me like the top five things that make you happy. Um, and unedited. It could be so superficial. It could be totally deep. Just anything that comes to mind. Um, I have like this singing with my friends with a, a song we all know. Or, like, dancing, going to clubs. Like, not that I'd go to clubs. What? But, like, no. I just, like, when we had the um, theater or the drama cast party, it's, like, what I assume what a club is like because <laughs> everyone's dancing with loud music. And it's so – I like, I love that. Do you get up in there? Oh, I get up. I, like – I dance. I, I dance. <laughs> it's really, I don't know. Like, I, like a, a person that I don't even know exists in me comes out when I do that because it's just so much fun. Um, so I like that. It makes me happy. Um, traveling, that's kind of obvious. But that's like a big one. Especially with friends because then you can share the experience together. Um, freedom to do whatever I want like like or like walking downtown or yeah um being in coffee shops writing with people around me but being I guess alone in a way I like that um beaches I love beaches I'm just I don't really know I writing I love writing I love a lot of things I love talking like deep conversations um I could yeah that's five. That's perfect. That was so much fun. Now you guys are probably realizing on a deeper level why this work, why numerology can be so magical. When you learn the numbers or superpowers in your numerology chart and you learn the numbers that are in your loved one's chart, you don't take things as personal. You understand how to bond with the people in your life and how to honor your own needs, your own divine design, your own nature. And you start to develop the skill, and it really is a skill, of compatibility, of being a good parent, being a good partner, a good friend. So if you want to learn what your numbers are in your numerology chart, make sure to book a session with me. There'll be a link in the show notes. And there are also relationship magic sessions where after you've decoded your own superpowers, you get to actually find out how to uniquely bond with that special someone in your life. 
Make sure to subscribe and rate the Numerology Chick podcast on iTunes, on Google Play, whatever platform you use, if you want to see more of these episodes in your feed. And I want to say thank you to the most recent reviewer, Sustain Able, on June 17th. Whoever you are, thank you for taking the time out to do that for being out there and trekking this hippy-dippy trippy path with me. It makes a big difference. Thanks to all of you who are listening. I will be uploading a probably a July forecast next week, so make sure that you stay tuned. I'll talk with you then. Bye.